I think a lot of the thing behind me doing content creation and and the, and Amy, my my fiance, not pushing me into it, but got like you know being free to for me to say you're gonna go and do it, go and do it. I think it was because I knew that I'd left a mass. There was a massive hole that needed filling. I'd, I'd, Hello all and welcome back to the Scouting Centre. I am of course your host Mr Diz TV and my guest today started creating content in 2018 and in that time has accumulated over 7,500 subscribers and more impressively over 1 million views over on his YouTube channel. In that time he's released over 900 videos so you know he's been working hard and getting that improvement. Recently, he started to release more tactical-minded football manager videos, but he's also released regular Let's Play series on his channel. He's been streaming consistently over on Twitch for the last four months. He is Yorkshire's favourite son. It is, of course, FM Trek. Trek, how are you, buddy? I'm very well, buddy. Thank you for that intro. It's I was there. Uh... After just listening to yours and Jack's podcast where you rattled off like his achievements over the last year, I was in the car driving to, in Scarborough, I was thinking, uh, what the hell is he going to say about the, like, the, 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 the levels are massive. I didn't even realise I got like close to a nine, uh, was it you said, 925 videos? Or yeah, it's over 900 videos to be yeah, fair. I didn't research. know that. I didn't know it was like that many. So yeah, I have been busy, Anna. You really have, busy. you have. And, and, you know, you've accomplished quite a lot because you have been around for quite a while as well. Um, and you are known in and around the football manager community. Yeah, what's it for? What are we for? Four years. Four yeah, years. Four years now. So yeah, I've I've kind of dived in and dived out. Dived out. I think the the newer boys are aware of me as so much because of me being in on YouTube. I think I think that's like played a massive part in me probably moving over to Twitch. That we'll probably definitely talk about. But um, yeah, I've been around a bit now. Yeah. I suppose I'm one of the one of the older boys. You're a veteran. You're a veteran. But let's talk about your content creation journey, and let's start with what got you in content creation in 2018. A um, couple of things, really. I think the the big one was that I stopped doing football, as in amateur football, on a Saturday afternoon and working with with kids. Obviously, my my job entails that, but then I it spread it out to coaching kids in the morning, uh, running a men's football team and club. I ran the junior club. I ran um, the missus, uh, my now missus, the ladies team at the same time, and it was just completely full on. Took myself away from that, and I think it just left a huge hole. I then had obviously a little lad, and you know I needed something to fill, um, something to do. Obviously, we're playing football manager sort of like regularly, um, especially when it, when Ralphie was in his early days, mm. and then uh, the esports. What was it called? The football manager esports world championships came along in. April, at the right start of April, I, I decided to enter that, went along to that, got all the way through to the semis. And then there was just people, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even watch YouTube up until the start of 2018. And then over, obviously over that time, I, there was Lelujo there, there was um, Herb the Nerd there, there was um, Dan Fry, there was Mad FM, who I've come quite close to, and a couple of other guys. And then from that, I just kind of, not pushed myself into it but I just decided to take the leap and I need I needed something to fill fill the void that football like real football as I call it real football had sort of like left behind so that's that's how I kind of fell into it really so why FM I mean you've talked about you used to play it regularly but tell me about your history with football manager um 
I have this argument with my mum all the time. When I was 10, we she bought um, like the first family PC. So it was, you know, like big... Big ass TV box, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> yellow, yellow, yellowy white speakers, the whole, the whole shebang. And she claims that it was a brand new PC. But on Christmas Day night, when I was playing it, there was football championship manager two. I think it might have been the 96-97 edition or the 97-98 edition. I can't remember. And there was a save on there. There was no disc, but back in those days, you didn't need the disc, did you, to play it? You just needed the disc to um, to download it. Yeah. And on there, there was someone save from Kidderminster who was playing in what what now is League Two, and I just carried on his save. So that's I kind of once again stumbled into that. My dad's not into sort of like computers or anything like that. He, he's still not into computers, so I kind of stumbled in it into it by accident that way, really. Um, but my mum's adamant it was a brand new PC, but it it, it definitely it definitely was. <laughs> I mean, Exhibit A, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest your case, your honour. Um, okay, so. So that's history football manager. You started playing on it on a on a brand new PC. Is it something that you've regularly bought throughout the years, or is it something you've taken a break from and then you've come back? I think I took one break in twenty fifteen. I think I think that's the only year since then. Um, and to be fair, a lot of the years after that, ninety seven, ninety eight. I think when it upgraded to CM, what was then called CM. I think which would have been probably the start of the early what maybe 2000s I kind of just played 97 98 just because I was totally in love with that game me and my mates used to play it all the time um between the three of us it was always quick I always found the newer games as the new games came out it kind of they were even longer and slower to play so when you're doing three people one computer taking it in turns it takes a lot of time doesn't it yeah. so I think apart from I think it was 2015 that I didn't play um and then when Ralphie was born, the missus actually bought me a laptop um, as, a, as a Christmas present for me just to play FM because I was kind of edging away from real life football and she knew that I needed something to, uh, I can't just sit on the sofa and watch stuff. I've got to be doing, I've got to be doing something. So yeah, um, it's been, it's been regular, but I always, I always head back to 97, 98 at, at various parts of the year. You've mentioned football and the real life football quite a few times. So I just want to ask a question about that. How big mm-hmm. a gap did that leave in you? Um, emotionally to no longer be doing that or not doing it as much um massive i think a lot of the thing behind me doing content creation and and the, and amy my, my fiance not pushing me into it but got like you know being free to for me to say you're gonna go and do it go and do it i think it was because i knew that i'd left a mass there was a massive hole that needed filling I'd, I'd, it's hard to sort of like explain how busy I was because a lot of it was mixed between my real life work at the school and then the football club played at the school and it kind of molded into like a pretty much a 24-7 job and when I do something like that I dive in two-footed to the extreme where I'm stalking opponents players to see if they've been out on Friday night and to see if they're in the, in the area because a lot of them would go to a uni so I could gauge how, <laughs> how their opponents were going to line up and we had this one mission of trying to get back uh, trying to get the team into the Premier League and uh, our local sort of like Premier League as it's called it and then we kind of got that got to it and it, then it kind of fell apart a little bit and <clears throat> I kind of had a few months off I played for a team for a little bit um with a few mates, but I didn't really enjoy it. I've always kind of more enjoyed the managerial side of it mm. and the coaching side of it. And then from there, after a few months, I completely... I even took on an allotment. Oh, wow. I took on an allotment for about 
a year because it was over the fence of our old house. Yeah. And then once again, it just didn't quite grab. But I need to be, as I said, I need to be busy. So diving into this, now you look back and say that it was probably easy doing the football, the real life football, because this at the moment of how I'm set up is is twenty is still pretty much sort of like twenty four seven. Yeah, well, um, thanks for sharing in relation to that. So then you make that decision to start content creation after being somewhat pushed by your fiancé. Um, what steps did you take then? So after you attend this Football Manager tournament, are you making content at this point on YouTube or is it after that tournament or before? No, it was, it was, it was literally a couple of weeks after. So you had to do an audition for it in terms of just send a clip in. And I'd never, even though I've, you know, I've coached in front of people, I've coached, you know, I've coached all sorts of people and I've had sort of like parents, teachers watching me for years. I've kind of quite comfortable talk, you know, talking in public, but to a camera as we are now, that was completely new. And after doing it and listening it back, listen, listening to it back, I thought, oh, actually, it's, it's not that daunting. And then from the competition, I got knocked out in the semis. I think I got like 500 quid. Wow. I think I got 500 quid and I'd got someone to design a logo for me. And then I just went from there. I went to uh, PC World in Scarborough, picked up the the snowball, the snowball, the blue snowball mic, which is you know, like the, the base entry. Got a Logitech webcam for about 60 quid. And then I always knew what save I was going to do. Hmm. I knew from day one, like, if I ever did it, this is the save that I'm going to do. And within maybe three weeks of me being at that tournament, I'd started on my channel. Wow, so what save was it? It was Magdeburg. Oh, wow. In the German 30th. I watched a documentary on BT and they had a really good story from when they were in East East Germany. Ex, like, cup winners, European Cup winners, cup beat Milan kind of thing, fallen from grace. And, yeah, that was, that was the... I always knew that was going to be the, the team that I was going to start with. Wow, fair enough. Um, so, so you're making this content now. Is there anybody you're researching or keeping an eye on just to kind of try and get ideas from? Um, I think at the time, because I'd only started watching it, I watched, obviously, I, I think I, caught, I, I sort of like asked um, Herb, Herb the Nerd, a few you know questions in, in particular about how we're setting up YouTube and OBS and stuff like that. I think Lelujo, to be fair, has always been really good. We kind of met there and from there he'd... No, and I'd asked him a few questions and along like the few years that have passed since doing the content, he's kind of helped me along the way. I think, to be, to be fair, the most inspiration I used to get was Teach, mm. um, of how he played and how he, how he acted on camera. Not acted, but how he played the game and how he presented himself in ca- on camera. He used to do Man United. I don't know if you watched him back in the day when he did YouTube, but he just did Man United saves. He did, I think he did two years two bog-standard Man United Let's Plays, and that's, would it say inspiring? I think it showed me that he was just a dude that obviously knew his football and could play the game, and essentially that's what I wanted I wanted to be. Um, I, I'm not one for doing skits or, you know, cutaway, you know, acting or dressing up or whatever, that's, that's not me. So I think Teach was the guy that, I don't think I actually ever reached out to him or anything like that, but he kind of gave me the little bit of inspiration to, you know, watch and to, you know, you're obviously always watching the big boys, but I think Lelouja and especially like Dr. Benji, they have very different styles to how I do stuff in particular, sort of like the Let's Play stuff. So I think it was probably more teach. Um, shame he's not sort of like around, well, he's around, but he's, he's not doing any FM content anymore. See, I find that quite, um, quite 
interesting that you you already knew what your your content style would be because you were so comfortable in your own skin. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's about as well what you what in what I enjoy as me being a viewer. What I watch in terms of YouTube content and the the style of saves, and I I wanted it to be as natural as natural as anything. I think it's really difficult, and I I'm finding it really difficult now in the job that I have because. I coach in primary schools and I coach on a Saturday morning and I work with kids as young as three. You've got to have that real presence and you might have had a shit night at home or you might be really tired, but you've got to present yourself in a certain way. And I think if I'd have gone down the route of being really upbeat and, you know, entertaining, doing skits, putting makeup on like Loki Doki does and stuff like that, I think I would have finished doing content probably a lot a lot early because that's not me and I would have I think I would have felt a little bit unnatural knowing that I'm not as good and as confident of as doing it. Like no one can pull off a beard and hair and makeup as well as like Loki Doki can they? So I always thought, right, I'll just stick to this style that I enjoy watching as a sort of like a viewer myself. It's funny you said that about Loki Doki. I don't know if you've seen the thumbnail from two weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that's just sticks in my head. That's, <laughs> I could never... And, and for me as well, I was always a little bit... Because I'd come out of this... Our, our area at the time was was quite, was quite competitive. There was three or four local teams and it got a little bit... A little bit edgy, a little bit needly between the two teams and two or three teams at the time. And I was really scared of of them finding me on YouTube mm. and then giving me either kids giving me pelters at school when I see when I see kids at school or just general people that I don't really get on with in sort of like the town area then reposting it on Facebook or whatever and saying look what this looks what this idiot's trying to do because back then even though it was only 2018 in our area there was there was no one in our town doing YouTube and stuff like that it's I think over the last especially over the last couple of years it's become a bit of a nearly a bit of a a bit of a norm, hasn't it, with people, anyone doing a TikTok or anyone doing sort of like Instagram posts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was always apprehensive of really pushing pushing the boundaries to start with. Yeah, and that's fair enough, ultimately. You've got to make content that keeps you happy and that includes your surroundings, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think for to, to, make, it, to make yourself last and to make it something that's not going to, you know, going to get tired of doing i really enjoy streaming regardless if i'm really tired because i know it's just me i'm going to have a beer i'm going to chat to the lads that are in the chat and i'm just going to click the game it's it's no sort of like fancy bells and whistles and i think that's helped me especially now because of sort of like home life is a lot more busy than what it was it, it gives me the opportunity to it suits my style basically now it my my style suits the time that i have to be able to commit to sort of like doing stuff on the channel and on twitch you have mentioned streaming just then you started streaming in April 2019, but you've been on and off pretty much. Um, so you streamed a couple of months, you took a, a long period of time off, you then streamed another couple of months, took a long period of time off. Up until 2022, where you it seems like you've made a proper go of it, like, you know, consistency, you've been streaming regularly, you've had um, four, four months of streaming. Can you tell me why you've been on and off with streaming? Um... I think it's just general dips in, not so much confidence, but I can remember I started off on YouTube pretty pretty early. Um, I think it would have only been, been maybe three or four months in. I just decided to do streams and I got five or six people, which at the time when I only had about maybe 100, 200 subscribers, I thought was pretty good. And then 
as the channel got bigger, I thought, right, I, you know, the Twitch started becoming a lot more popular and I had a little bit of, of, of more free time. Um, the house, the second house that we moved into had a converted garage, um, which was part of the house. And that turned into my, I called it Trek Towers, <laughs> where it was just my office. I had football shirts all along the back wall. It was my room, essentially. Ralphie, my little lad, would come in and play computer games every off, every now and again Mrs. never came in she didn't hoover she didn't do anything it was it was my it was my room and that gave me the opportunity to get into Twitch and I, I I got into it and then everyone's different and how they see numbers and some people you know we've, you've spoke to people Diz and they say oh we don't really care about numbers or we don't really care about what other people are doing unfortunately that's that's not me and I can always remember streaming on a Monday night and I think it must have been in the summer holidays where at work we're flat out sort of like coaching kids and stuff and I logged on at nine o'clock and I think there might have been Ben there was definitely Lelouja and I think there was someone like Viking Dan all of them that had like god probably up to probably a thousand people watching them and I thought at that point, when I've been really tired, what is the point in me coming on here and streaming to six to six people? I just didn't have the energy to sort of like buckle down and really do it, knowing that I was going to have five, six, seven people watching me with when when you know that the chat. I think the streaming bat for me is all about it's all about the engagement side, and if there's five people in, but they're all talking constantly in the chat, that would that would do that would do me better than twenty people being in and no one talking and mm. I did a couple of streams when a couple of big boys were streaming it was really quiet and I kind of just thought I'm wasting my time here I could be either doing a YouTube video I could be spending some time not necessarily with the missus because we always work around with it when she's sort of like working away that I do my content and stuff I just got to the point where I thought there wasn't much <laughs> there wasn't much point when the big boys were sort of like hoovering up sort of like the numbers in terms of Twitch viewers. So I took myself away from it from, I don't know how long, maybe a year, yeah. maybe a year, and I just focused on the YouTube channel. Is that something you still think about or is that something that you've been able to push through now over the last four months? Yeah, um, I think I've definitely pushed through it. I think obviously I was streaming on and off in during COVID was massive for me on YouTube and in terms of picking up, people that watch streams and I was streaming three, four times a week and I got into a bit of a rhythm and I think I felt comfortable over on YouTube because there was no one else. There was literally, well, and Luke did it for a little bit and he was getting a little bit higher numbers than me, but he had a bigger channel than me. So mm. at the time it didn't, it didn't really bother me. I felt comfortable knowing that I had, I'd always get 20 up to 40 people watching me every single stream. And I was in a little bit of my comfort zone. And then from that, I've, especially this time then I've come back to Twitch. Um, so like the turn of the year, I've decided I'm not sure how long I'm going to do content creation for. And I think if I say stopped tomorrow and I hadn't done Twitch properly, I think I would always look back and say, I never quite gave that a go. Who knows where it, you know, we've seen certain sort of like streamers absolutely rock it over the past sort of like few months and over the past year. And I think that would have been always eking away at me. Now, when I do go on to Twitch, I've always got a window up of seeing who else is live, because it's just, that's just me, it's just how I work, and if anything, it probably gives me that little bit of a encouragement to make sure that I stream, and to make sure that when I do stream, I'm doing a good job, because I know now that when I'm on Twitch, if my stream is crap, they're going to go disappear and go see someone else, aren't they, so it's, it's, I've probably turned it from a negative thing into probably a positive thing now. 
I was going to say, because from the sounds of it, it sounds like you were struggling with numbers. And the advice I generally give to people in that scenario, and I think other people have given as well, is don't look at the view count, but you seem to be doing the opposite, but making it work for you. <laughs> yeah. It, everyone's, everyone's different, yeah. aren't they? And, you know, you know, at the end, you're going to ask me, like, what's your advice for content creators? You know, and, and the, you know, people say, like, look, he's brilliant here because he says, don't worry about the numbers. But nobody wants to stream to zero people. Nobody wants to stream to one person. And I think it comes a point where you've got to think, right, what am I doing wrong? There's always, there's always reasons that, you know, there's, there's always reasons why you're not growing and nine times out of 10, it's, it's something you're doing. And I think it gives you a good gauge, especially now that I'm back on Twitch, it gives me a good gauge to see where I am in sort of like, not that so much the pecking order, but see how popular, popular I am and seeing the numbers slowly grow over the last few months, you know, I've only, I'm only streaming once a week, once every two weeks. So I'm not going to absolutely rock it just because I don't have the time, but, um, I'm using it, I'm, I've kind of grown up now, and instead of sulking about and worrying about why people are watching person A over me, I'm now thinking, right, what do I need to change and what do I need to do to make sure that my numbers grow and make the time that I'm spending, not so much away from the family, because when I do stuff, it's generally at night, Ralphie will be in bed, Missus will be at work, um, but just making sure that the time and effort that I'm putting into this is, is going to be worthwhile. So do you consider yourself to be a YouTuber or a streamer? Because I've often been told that you think of yourself as one or the other. Um, <laughs> I, consider, I consider myself a blogger that can't write. <laughs> um, I think my content... Um, I did a tweet a few months ago yeah. where I tweeted something. It may have been like one of my tactical recreations or something. And I'm not asking for people to watch it. But you know when you get people to like... Uh, retweet and stuff like that most of the people that retweet my stuff is bloggers mm. and I think a lot of the stuff I talk about in my videos in terms of tactics and in terms of save save ideas like the save idea I've got on YouTube at the moment I think is a bit of a it's a bit of a blogger save so I consider myself a blogger that can't write but I think primarily I'm a YouTuber yeah. um, but I think if if time allowed me to, which it doesn't, I think I by now, if I was spending a little bit more time, if I had a couple of nights free a week more than what I do, I would probably spend those nights streaming and not recording content, I think. Um, I think I, I enjoy the streams more. I appreciate the streams more. I don't know if that's because I only stream once every week yeah. and it's a bit of a thing for me because Amy's at work, so I have to be in the house. I don't go out. I can have a couple of beers and I look forward to it. I don't know how I would react to sort of like doing it two or three times a week. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a YouTube, I'm a YouTuber. I would have, I would have to say, but I think that's by, that's because when I'm recording, and sometimes I record at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, mm. um, sometimes to get content out. You know, I don't, I don't want to be streaming at those times. So I'm not saying I've been pushed into it, but it suits, it suits the times that I'm allowed to sort of like get on the computer Okay, so let's go back to your content in relation to your YouTube. You do quite a bit of Let's Play series. Do you remember what it was like when you hit that 1,000 threshold where you can start monetizing your, your YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what that was like? 
<laughs> yeah, I think because you like it's, you know that I've sort of like said I'm obsessed by numbers, and you're always looking at targets and numbers. And I can remember getting to one thousand and just thinking, not so much thinking about the money because I was warned that the money was was not worth sort of like. But I think it's that first one thousand is a huge step because you sign your sort of like your partner forms to get your monetization in, and then to see the money slowly. You know, we're talking pence, aren't we? Every day, pence coming in. It was a it was a big thing. Now I've always had in my head ten thousand subs from the day that I started. I said to the missus that I wasn't going to stop until I got ten thousand, mm. and I also said that people who knew that I was doing it, I wouldn't. So I actually kept it from my best mate up until last year. He didn't even know that I did YouTube because oh, wow. he don't. He plays football manager, but he plays it on his phone. Um, he didn't even know that. I did oh, well, right, yeah, you ain't got to tell them playing it on their phone. No, no. Yeah, no. I, so I haven't told them, and I didn't want it to sort of like, once again, go around like the local area that I was doing it. But I thought, if I can get to 10,000, that shows that it's a channel of a little bit of substance. Mm. So that's that's always been my goal. But as I said, the numbers, when you're in a good mood, you know, at the moment, the channel's going really well. So the numbers are brilliant to, to look at. But when you're having a bad week, and I know, and I've learned from it, and, and you'll know from sort of like setting up YouTube channel, you have good weeks and you have bad weeks, you have good months, you have slow months. And I just know that I just need to ride out, ride out the bad wave rather than getting really hung up about it, about what, you know, what am I doing wrong? What's going wrong? It sort of like goes around in cycles, I think a little bit. And um, I think it's important to set targets because, you know, um, like Luke, the, the, your chat with Luke the, last week was brilliant, just with how driven, and he sets himself, maybe not numbers, but he sets himself targets, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think that I think that definitely improves us in pushing, um, um, in particular, what kind of content we put out. See, I see the first thousand subscribers for me as um, an experiment, so to speak. So my channel, it's had the scouting centre, it started with the scouting centre, it's had some football manager content only, which are complete opposites, but just, just to see what really matters and what I enjoy. And I've realised how much I absolutely love the scouting centre, so this channel will just be the scouting centre from now on. Um, and I, I found the first five subscribers for me was just experimentation. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm not there yet, so I'm talking about it like I am there. But I just use it as an opportunity to experiment. Is that how you saw it, or do you see it differently um, I think when I started, I had a clear, let's be honest, when everyone starts a YouTube channel, mm. no one thinks about, apart from Zealand, because he's the, but he obviously came in a lot later than everybody, you know, he came in later than me. Mm. Um, his content has obviously changed the whole landscape of football manager content. But I think essentially when we all started off pre me, sort of like April 2018 and before that, and even probably the, during the COVID times, um, Everybody did Let's Plays. Mm. Everybody. Because essentially that's what we... I think that's what we started off to do. You started Twitch streaming because you just wanted to play the game. You want to play the game, don't you? Yeah. Um, and I think I've always had it in and I've had to make a real sacrifice on the channel in the last few months. But especially in the early days, um, all I wanted to do was play the game and talk you through a story of ideas that you have in your head. You know when you're watching something or you're reading something and you see a team in Italy or wherever and you think that would be a good save. And that's that's how my mind still works. I've I'm putting a video out soon for 100 teams you should manage in FM22 because I'm constantly like I could do if the time allowed me I would do 10 let's plays on the channel. But unfortunately that's if you want to grow nowadays you've got to you've got to sort of like 
spice it up a little bit. You know, the days of let's plays. I think, especially for us smaller guys, are, are probably are probably are probably over. But I'm adamant that I at least want to keep at least one because that's I call that my bread and butter and stuff that you know the thing that I get excited about the most. I think. Well, I did want to ask you about that. I remember seeing you in a conversation with another creator on Twitter and you were talking about the way to grow and what you're doing, the um, the channel content. And you mentioned the fact that if you do three or four Let's Plays a week, you're less likely to grow. Whereas now you're doing more tactical videos and your tactical videos have obviously taken off. Is that something you're adamant about now that you know, the tactical videos over the Let's Play series? Yeah, I think I think it was only a couple of months ago. I just had to make a decision with, you know, FM21 was a terrible year for me in terms of the channel, apart from until the summer when I did a Crystal Palace save and for some reason after that it, it took off. But, you know, you come up with these ideas that you think are going to be amazing ideas and it turns out that they're not and people don't want to watch it. And my two main series on the channel last year and this year have sucked basically now not in terms of i don't think not in terms of how the save is and how you know it's not as if i'm sat slumped in my chair not enjoying it i absolutely love it but i think i've realized that my style of content and what i consider a good save to do maybe doesn't replicate in what numbers should be or what numbers i think are gonna be so it came to the point now especially where like this isn't a hobby this isn't a hobby anymore it's it's a part-time job and I've kind of got to think, you know, if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm not going to be up at two o'clock in the morning editing videos two, three times a week when they're getting three, 400 views because I'm not getting any money out of it. I'm not getting as much satisfaction out of it because you've kind of been, had the heights of certain videos and then dropping back down to a level. So I kind of had to make the decision where the channel will always have a let's play on and will always have at least one and it's soon to be two, um, but I needed to put in those evergreen content. I've kind of sprinkled bits in over the years. I did a tactic video back in 2018, I think, or early 2019, and it absolutely like took off, and it took off there, and for some reason, I don't know why, I think I never, I never carried it on. I just did a tactics videos in those days. If, like you, you've done a let's, you know, you're playing on your stream or whatever, and you stumble across a tactic that works, and then from there, I decided to do a video, whereas now, I'm actively seeking a team to copy and recreate. Well, your recreations have obviously, like I said, they've become really popular. What inspired you to do the first one? Um, no multiple things. You're always searching for stuff to do. And I get on with Steve um, Hood Gaming really well. And I get on with Luke pretty well. And I needed to find, I needed to find something. And... We all play the game differently and me and Steve have had a quite open conversation about this, of how our channels, where we see our channels and, you know, Steve does his rebuilds similar to Luke, um, major part of his channel and he also does tactic videos, um, but the tactics videos that Steve does, does are not his tactics and for me, that's not the content I, I could have done, you know, we I could have asked somebody to, you know, I could have gone into FM Scout and found a really good tactic and broke it down and gone through it, but it just wasn't me. And I'm always, I feel like when I play the game as well, I, I'm trying to link it as much as possible to real life scenarios and things. And I think that fits in with how I want 
my channel to be and how I want to spend my f free time. You know, I don't want to dive into the match engine and try and find an OP tactic that scores 200 goals a season. That's not the content I enjoy to watch. It's not the content I would enjoy to do. I don't want to make a tactic to break down the game. But obviously with the tactical things now, I've spending hours like, so the Atalanta one that I did um, Thursday, yeah. um, I've spent hours watching Atalanta. I've watched tutorials. I've read blogs. I've... Um, read a magazine and the same thing with Brian Clough the week before I watched I've watched I Believe in Miracles loads of times I watched it three times last week mm. just to try and gather a little bit of info of how each player played and it makes that style of research and the amount of effort I put in a little bit a little bit worth more worthwhile for me I think just in case I ever dive back into football managing which I'm hoping to do at some point I've kind of learned something along the way if that makes sense you know what, listening to you, your passion for football comes through so much and you can clearly see that that passion for real life football is now being transferred into the football manager, but you still got you're still using that real life football. Yeah, it's um I think it's because I miss football now. I've had the break and I'm hoping that my channel can get me to a point where I can lose about five or six hours a week at work which will then enable me to go back into coaching local football. So I think it's it's not ideal. And I think the reason for my content is, at the moment, is because I'm so obsessed with watching tactical videos and reading stuff, you know, like on The Athletic yeah. and TIFO and stuff like that. I'm absolutely obsessed with numbers and how teams play and stuff like that. I think it it kind of... It doesn't fill the, it doesn't fill the hole, but it definitely helps... It definitely helps, I think, just sort of like bridge the gap between me being able to go out and coach football again and bring in that realism to it. I think a lot of us, the way I create content as well, I, I try to be natural in terms of how I deliver it. And I always like to have that link of why I'm making that tactical decision. Why am I doing that decision? Why am I doing this tactic? And there'll always be because I've seen someone on TV. I've seen this tactic. I've seen that tactic. Um and I suppose by now it's given me that little bit of a niche. I think it's a niche that a lot of people don't like. I think a lot of the younger viewers prefer words like meta and overpowered mm. and that kind of stuff. But at least I've I've found a little niche for myself, and at the same time, it's 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 really helped the channel um, over the past what will it be now two or three months maybe? Yeah, because your the content has literally exploded, and your channel has gathered sub after sub after sub you're now on like over seven and a half thousand i think you're on seven thousand seven hundred is this your future now making real life recreations because you're so interested in it um i think for now i think the, the worry is and i think the worry for everyone is that at some point that'll stop at some point i live i won't run out of ideas because tactics are always changing and you know a pep guardiola tactic from this season will be different from the pep guardiola tactic maybe from next season when you know when harland signs and stuff like that so they'll always be them but I think they may become a point where the views just start to drop off um, but for now I think because I'm enjoying it so much it's a lot of work I've dropped from five videos to three and I'm probably spending as much time on this bloody computer as what I did before <laughs> because I'm spending so much time but I feel like it's now worth it me doing three or four uploads a week and getting probably up to 300 video views per video you know um, hasn't helped I did, and it didn't help my mood at the same time. And then obviously the 10, the 10 hag thing has been massive. Dan Gear, who's a blogger, um, 
always gives me pelters. He always sends me a WhatsApp video, uh, WhatsApp message saying, oh, another, another Man United video, is it? Or another yeah. Ten Hag video. But you've got, to, you've got to kind of ride it out. And obviously being a Man United fan, and everyone knows I'm a Man United fan, um, you know, the Ten Hag rebuild that I did has got, for me, it's got, I think it's got like 15,000 views, which yeah. for me is massive. And then from that, those 15,000 and all the new subscribers then hopefully dive into the other content that, you've, that you're kind of producing. So, um, yeah, I think for now... The, the real life stuff and I've I've got a I've got a series planned which is proven to be hard to put together but I've got a real life switch over with FM and I'm really hoping that I can get the first guy on it won't be the scouting centre don't don't worry but it'll be along those lines where um I, I'm in a fortunate position because of my work I know a lot of people in football yeah. um so the guy actually who took my job at York City is uh, a guy called Darren Kelly. Yep. And he's currently the director of football at Newport County. Um, he lives 10 minutes down the road and I see him every week because I sometimes coach his little lad. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping to bring these real life you know, relationships that I've met up through work and through just general people that I've coached in the past that have moved on to brilliant things that I can hopefully get there. I think it'll be a really good idea to have him talking about his role of a director of football and how once he's a manager, how he sets up training and trying, once and again, bringing that realism into, into the game rather than it being, let's find the best training regime that's completely unrealistic, but it, it, works, the, it works the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that's what differentiates you from other content creators. You're using Football Manager for real life stuff. You're not playing the game, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, that's exactly it, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Well, that's good to hear. That's great to hear. Um, one of the things about your tactics now then is, obviously we have this whole PvP world where play versus play with all these football tournaments. I think you've been involved in the playoffs once before. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that is correct, isn't it? Uh, sorry, twice, twice. Twice, twice, yeah, okay. So, one so F, FM, FM20, the first one, yeah. the very first one that they did, and then the one, I think, was the start of the year, I think. Okay, yeah. So, so you've been involved in two... In two. Any hopes to continue to do that in the future? Um, yes. In an ideal world, yes. Um, uh, Mozza's probably asked me three, four more times during that year of sort of like the playoffs being on and three of the times like I was supposed to be on this last one and I'm really gutted as well that I, I turned him down just because of work. Yeah. We draft, we draft on a, the draft now on a Thursday night. I work Thursday nights Um I think all of us have the ambition of at some point, or at least being in a position where, you know, if if the showdown becomes ever a thing, I think it's a, a little bit of a reward, isn't it, for how far you've gone? But I just, at the moment, I just don't, I don't have the time to stream. And I know a lot of you guys, you know, you in particular, um, Stinger, I think Steve did a lot of work, didn't he, behind the scenes yeah. at the last stream of Showdown, I think. I think he was doing tweets, stuff like that. Mm. Um, I just don't have the time to to, to give up. And I think in an ideal world, you know, the PvP mode kind of suits lads that are probably either single <laughs> um, or have a missus that don't like them very much and they're happy being wow. in separate rooms. <laughs> um, I said to Jay Credo the other week, yeah. Steve, Hood Gaming, I, I said to him, his, must, his missus must absolutely hate his company because he's always like, you know, he helped the streamer showdown out a couple of, and obviously that's that's intense, isn't it, yeah, for you guys yeah, that are in really there, the amount of sort of like work involved over the weekend and stuff. 
And then he's off doing... He did the playoffs. He was doing some... I think he's doing some at tonight. He might be doing some. He probably is. I think there's another draft on tonight. Where's the position? Is um, I don't think he's... Oh, I'm not sure he's involved in that. Oh, he's, but he goes on fobbing me off. Like, you know, I, I say, can we do... No, I can't. I like to spend the evening with my missus. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do <laughs> yeah, the amount of... Because I imagine when he's free, <laughs> when he's free, he will... When he's free, he will have to be free. And just because of our, our household works, I just don't... I've always been family-orientated between the three of us, and I make little sacrifices where I'll set Ralphie up on the PlayStation downstairs, and he'll quickly play on FIFA, and I think, right, I can get a quick video in in that time. That's the only time of extremes that I do it to. Now, we've moved house again. We moved house during COVID, and this room next to the on-air sign is our bedroom. Mm. Uh, our bed, sorry. I'm in the bedroom now, so that plays a massive part in in how often I can be, you know, on camera and take literally taking up taking up the bedroom essentially. Um, so that that's played a massive part. I, I'm hoping somewhere down that I don't know what I need to change and what can change for me to be, do it, but I'm hoping. I really enjoy the playoffs. Um, I get quite nervous because I think one of the main reasons coming back onto Twitch as well is just to speak to hum, like human people, which you, you know you don't like this, for instance, now. You know, you, you kind of do YouTube. You know, I talk to Steve a fair bit, but it's over WhatsApp text. You talk to people in chat, but once again, you're not you're not really you're having a two way conversation, but you're not talking yeah. to somebody. I if if that makes sense. So, um, I'm keen to you know half of these people that are streaming don't probably don't have a clue who I am, um, which is strange considering like I have not loads of subs, but I have a decent amount of following. Um, but because I'm not in the community as much as what I'd probably hope, I'm hoping to change that. And that was one of the main reasons why I decided to sort of like come back onto Twitch and, and give it a go and just see, you know, it might, and then it opens doors. Then Mozza, Mozza's not got an excuse not to ask me because I'm on Twitch and I'm in the community a little bit more. And then by then, you know, a year down the road, I might be streaming three times a week. And then, you know, in a year's time, if Ben's still not said, do you fancy being on the show down? I can... You know, I can knock on his, knock on his DMs and say, "Look, I'm streaming three times a week. I'm getting all these views. Why, why am I not in the? You know what I mean? Why not in the showdown?" So, um, I think over time, you know, by it's just, it's just finding the time to to commit and making sacrifices to do it. Um, but yeah, that's I'm in the wrong. I'm an old. You know, I'm 36 now, so. I wish I'd done this. I wish this was a thing 10 years ago. I wish this, like the whole community side of it and Twitch and YouTube was 10 years ago because I'd have just been churning out content every single day, streaming three times a week. Um, I probably would have been a part, would have been able to do a, probably a part-time job by now as well. Yeah, it's, it's mad. To be, I said the same thing really. I only found out about Twitch two years ago and then content creation and the community about two years ago. Um, when COVID the first lockdown happened and yeah right. I wish I knew about it beforehand like I, I didn't know who any of these people were like work the space like Dr Benji I remember seeing Dr yeah. Benji when FM21 dropped thinking who's this guy wow why is he streaming in my spot for <laughs> I thought I was oh, late to the party, in particular, like a lot of people have watched content for a long time, but yeah. I literally didn't consume any up until around that, like Christmas. And as I said, you're in the similar position to me. And I, I think I'm lucky in a way that I just got to YouTube just before everybody gave it a go. By mm. the time COVID came around, I had a little bit of a following. I'm quite lucky through the lads that sort of like support me on Patreon and stuff. Those, that core of about 20 or 30 people are really a hardcore treks, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And 
they will follow me and watch regardless of what I do. And I'm kind of lucky that I managed to get on just before the wave of FM and obviously the COVID wave then sort of like, sort of like took off because obviously starting a YouTube channel in nowadays, unless you are absolutely, you know, sensational or you've got something different and I mean really different to sort of like bring to the table, I think you're naturally going to probably struggle to, to sort of like get, you know, to get the growth that you would want to, to sort of like equate to the amount of time that you sort of like put into it every single week. No, yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, in relation to you, then, what's been your content create, creation highlight so far? I think, I think it has to be the the save, the sort of like the save that I did during COVID, which was Fenerbahce, mm. and sometimes you don't realise how much you struggle with COVID until after. And I think if I hadn't have had FM during that period and I was at home Mrs worked she was obviously a key worker she worked four 12-hour shifts and slept at work so she was out of the house you know a lot for long periods and then when she come back she would have to sleep and I had we had a three-year-old wasn't at school and I found that really tough and I think being able to stream three four times a week just gave me that little bit of an outlet and it also was brilliant for the channel people will come back to me now and say do you remember when you did the Fenerbahce and we were even in the stream last week with my, my, with my new save and the guy said, why don't you plug in your tactic from FM 18 or FM 19, whenever it was. So um, I think the fun the shirts, like the shirts behind me, that there was a guy from Turkey, a big Fenerbahce fan, he bought me that shirt. It's not one of my Chinese, like this is a Chinese £10. No, you can't see it, can you? But I've got my Italy, I've got my Italy Euro 96 one on. Mm. Um but the, the turkey, the Fenerbahce shirt I've got by me, someone sent me that. It cost him like 60 euros. And just things like that, that, that little period in time where you'd have, because we were all stuck inside, I'd have the same lads every single week in a channel. And the first, well, the first comment would be, I've got four Heinekens, I've got a glass of wine. And it was just a group of lads just chatting. And I think that will be something that I'll always, I'll always sort of like be thankful for. Because if it wasn't for those lads... I would have probably been a lot worse at home with the, with obviously the little lad and, and be sort of like being bored probably. Um, I think boredom leads, leads to bad behaviour, doesn't it? And mm. moodiness and stuff like that at the same time. No, that's amazing to hear, to be fair. Um, it seems like you've had a, a real emotional attachment during what, what was for a lot of people the worst time of their lives. Um, what are your future aims then in relation to content creation? You you mentioned 10,000 subs and you also mentioned quite a few times, to be fair, like if I never create content again. Got me worried there, Trek. Are you going to finish after 10,000 subs? <laughs> no, I think right now the, the, the business side of it and the money side of it is absolutely massive. So in particular for me, we moved house during covid Um I was on furlough for 14 out of 18 months, I think it was. Um, so obviously that had a, a little bit of a detriment. And, you know, at the moment, the money side of it, even though like I love it, I still love coming up with ideas and save ideas and video ideas. And, I'm you know, I've got a list. People will see now I've got a list of videos. So, like, the content ideas, uh, you know, I'm... I'm full of beans in terms of that, but I'm never going to do it. If I think it comes to the point where I don't need to rely on that money, 
and I'm not enjoying it. I could just literally, I think I would regardless, even if it was killing me, I think I would still go on to 10,000 just to say, right, I did it. Um, but I think any time after that, I think it gets to a point where you weigh up, you know, what's right. I said, I'm desperate to get back into sort of like football managing and something at some point will will have to, will have to give at some point. Um, so future-wise... I just want to be able to grow at a pace that I'm happy with. I'm quite, as I said, I'm quite competitive. Um, I've done well in myself in not comparing myself to Luke or comparing myself to Steve because we do two complete, completely different sorts of styles of content. Um, I just want to make sure that the stuff that I do is worthwhile of my time. And at the moment, I'm really enjoying it. Um, said in an ideal world, I want to stream two or three times a week. Um, but at the moment, that's unless I carry all the computer downstairs <laughs> and take it back up, which I do. I do do that on occasions. If if the missus isn't working on a Saturday night, yeah. I have to do that. So once a week, I have to take all the cables out and take it downstairs. I'll do it because I want to do it. And but you know, trying to do that three times a week yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit is tough, a bit of a it? yeah. That'll be a bit tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great speaking to you, and I'm going to finish with a question that I always ask for first-time guests. If there's one piece of content creation advice you could give to anybody else or anybody who's thinking of creating content, what would it be? I think for you to last, if you're thinking of wanting to stick it out, not so much to be a part-time job or or to make any sort of money, even you know the, the few hundred quid a month that I make, you've got to enjoy it. And I think me doing the content that I'm doing right now has kept the channel alive because I enjoy it. I think if you're trying to do something just because the numbers are good and it'll know that it'll be successful, for me personally, I just would give up. Would give up tomorrow if someone said to me, "You can't do let's plays, you can't do your tactical recreations, you've got to do this," I would. I would probably give up. I think if you're not enjoying it, you can tell that you're not enjoying it. And you know what it's like when stream when you're watching people on stream, you can tell when they're having a bad day. And I think the worst thing you can do is force... force I have a schedule, and I think it's important to try your best to stick to that schedule because it's good for your viewers, especially on YouTube, especially if you know you're streaming. Um, you know, try and stick into some sort of schedule, but you've got to do it in the right in the right frame of mind. I think... You get to the point where you burn yourself out. You know, me doing five videos a week because I thought that's what YouTube needed and I thought that's what the channel needed was just stupid. And I'm doing less videos. I put so much effort into that one video a week and it's I've got my rewards from that now without thinking about, right, I need to get five videos out. I need to get five videos out this week. I need to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and then be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Stuff like that, it, you just, you're just not going to last. You've got to find that. I think you've got to find that balance. A lot of us are sort of like dads and husbands and, and stuff like that. And you've got to find that balance where you know that you can do it long, long term. It's amazing how many people like you see will do Twitch and they'll be on it four or five times a week and then they'll be gone. And same with YouTube, they'll bang out 200 videos in the first six months. And because they've not grown, because you know you don't really grow very quickly, they've already given up. They've already burnt themselves out. So I think you've got to find that balance of being happy, producing. It's got to be decent. I, ben, I think Ben, and I think Loki said it, didn't he? He said it in, you questioned him about that video that he did. Yeah. And 
it was about, you know, sometimes you've got to weigh up if, if you think it's worth your, you know, worth your time. Are you actually good at it? And I think if you get into the point where you're not enjoying it at the same time and you're not getting the views, it doesn't it doesn't do much for your mental health. I think the whole Twitch streaming, there must be loads of people, you know, I worry about numbers. I, I, I don't know about you, Diz, but I couldn't do what Luke does. Which is? In terms, in terms of talking about, you know, the worry about him losing the Facebook contract oh, yeah, yeah. and how he, you know, how he managed to pick himself back up and get back on the horse. And do you know what I mean? And He's, I, he's I, one in a million. I, I'll tell him that. Like, he's... um. It was very easy for him to to yeah. qu- uh, quit his dream and, and go and find a yeah. part-time job so he had that financial stability. Yeah. But for him to then create a second channel from scratch pretty much, make that content, yeah. and now it being to a point where it's Flashing, making more yeah. than his, his initial one, it's it's madness. Yeah. It's I, I get what you mean. And I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the pressure because obviously every view for him and, you know... Every video is worth money. Now, for me, in my scenario, my I have a base money that I, I try and hit each month. And after everything, that that just goes towards me buying cheap Chinese football shirts or buying a computer game or treating the lad or treating the missus. So it's I'm very laid back in my content, but I think I would I would buckle and crumble when that you know the pressure is on, you know when the business head on in terms of you know I need to get this video out for this reason and that reason. Um, so. GG to people like Luke um, in particular who've, who've had like setbacks. So that obviously was a like a big setback for him, wasn't it? But he's managed to sort of like get on the arse. And I think we we <clears throat> I'm a prime example of the probably the wrong way to do it. As you said, people don't concentrate on numbers. I do, and it's probably at times it's worked probably to my detriment by me just focusing on what other people are doing. I think you've just got to focus on yourself and find your own little. You know, you found this content. Mm. You didn't really copy this off off anybody. Um, you've got to find something that suits you and what you enjoy, because otherwise, you're just not gonna you're not gonna stick it out. No, I love that, and I think that's great advice. To be fair, um, for someone who's been around for quite some time, you know, t- to hear from you, you've been around for four years. You've done the hard yards. You've you've done the hard work. You've obviously tried to find your niche. It's not been easy. It's not being given to you. You've worked your ass off. So it's, it's absolutely great to have had you on, um, Matt. I really appreciate Cheers, it. Pat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Where can we find you on your socials? Um, Trek, F- Trek FM on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't think about that. I was like... No, hang <laughs> on, hang on. FM, FM Trek yeah. on Twitter. FM Trek YouTube. Yep. Trek FM on Twitch yep. because someone's got FM Trek. I think it might have been me and an old account. I've managed to kill myself with that because <laughs> I think it was me with an old account. Um, so yeah, Trek, Trek, Trek FM. That's FM Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Obviously, you're somebody who I wanted on last year when I was doing season two. But for my circumstances, I couldn't get you on. But you were somebody who was high up on the list um, for this time around. So I'm really glad you were able to make time and Appreciate I'm really it. glad you were here. Thank you, pal. And that's it, viewers. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. That's Matt FM Trek, um, somebody who's been around the community for a while. And I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, can I ask you like this video, subscribe to the channel. This is the start of six episodes in three weeks. You guys are getting six episodes in three weeks because you guys said you wanted more Scouting Center content, and I'm giving it to you. 
please make sure you like the video subscribe to the channel we're underworld to a thousand and i'll see you on the next one take care bye bye